We're very thankful today to once again be joined by a friend of the broadcast, former Illinois Governor Ron Blagojevich. Uh, Governor, thank you for your time. Thank you, Mayor, and Merry Christmas. Mr. Blagojevich, is there, are there any new developments in the uh, Blagojevich household this Christmas season? Yes, there is, as a matter of fact. We, we have a new addition in our family. It's a dog by the name of Snickers. And as far as I know, we just got her last week from a rescue shelter up here in the Chicagoland area. The dog appears to be a half poodle, half old English sheep dog, but that's our best guess. We don't really know a lot about her, except this, that this little dog, this puppy, actually came from Southern Illinois. And the litter of these puppies um, were in a circumstance somewhere down in Southern Illinois that was, was not a good circumstance. And they made their way up to a rescue shelter in the north side suburbs, the northern suburbs of Chicago. And we bought the dog uh, last week. She's been in the house. It'll be a week tomorrow. And I don't know if you have experience with puppies, Mayor, but, you know, they they tremendously change your quality of life. And you have to make adjustments. And uh, she's, you know, just now getting to know who we are. My daughters spend a lot of time with her. She's very much interested in our daughters and we have our other little dog who uh, we, we we purchased actually 11 years ago on the 9th of December um, two days after I was sentenced to 14 years in prison and our little dog Twixie is, is uh, here and the two of them have to start to get to know each other but they, we have to keep them separate because the puppy has what they call kennel cough from being in, in, a, in a cage for a while in the rescue center we don't want to get the older dog sick because of the puppy. So there's a lot of uh, logistical issues in the home right now. All four of us, my wife Patty and I, and our two daughters, Amy and Annie, um, are taking turns to spend time with uh, Snickers. And, you know, I, I've been, you know, in a governor for six years. And uh, my daughters at the time were little girls. And, and they were lobbying Patty and me to get get a dog, get a puppy. They wanted one very much. And, you know, I was not against it, but I was just so focused and busy on the job I had. I never really slowed down to think about whether we should do it. And uh, then I got arrested on the 9th of December, 2008. And incidentally, last Friday was the 14th anniversary of that calamitous event in our lives. And at that point, my wife, Patty, and I thought that it might be helpful for our daughters with the trauma and all the rest that goes along with something like that in such a public way with the media trucks and the news media surrounding our home up here in Chicago that may, we may this may be the perfect time to get the, the girls a puppy. And so we went and got a little puppy name, uh, which was a little poodle, and we named her Skittles because kids like that candy. Well, then three years went by, Mayor, and then Another calamitous event I, on the uh, 9th of, or the 7th of December, Pearl Harbor Day, um, I was sentenced to 14 years in prison. I'll say this again to your listeners. For politics, not for crimes, for conversations that were initiated by then President-elect Obama to make a political deal on a U.S. senator, which is how the business works. Eventually, that charge, which they convicted me on, was reversed by the appellate court. just want to make sure your listeners get that. But on that day where I was sentenced to uh, 14 years, here again, we thought maybe it might be a therapeutic thing for our little girls to sort of soften the blow a little and get another puppy. So we went to a rescue shelter here in Chicago called Paws. And on the 9th of December in 2011, 
we purchased Trixie. That's our little, little puppy that's now 11 years old. She's not a puppy anymore. We lost Skittles in the springtime. She'd been 13 and she was sick and we had to let her go and we pray that she's in God's kingdom, which we believe she is. And then this December, we have a history of getting dogs in December. The idea came up that maybe we might want to get another dog. And uh, therefore, we have now Snickers. And um, and we named her Snickers because we have this candy theme somehow. I don't know how that started. <laughs> so Skittles, Twix, and now Snickers. And we went through the list of potential names from candies. This one seemed to fit the most, even though it's, it is an odd name for a dog that's a girl. But that's what we've named her, Snickers, at least so far. But she's so young, she's only been with us for such a short period of time. She's not aware that that's her name yet. Well, there's a long tradition of uh, dogs and politics. I know uh, Richard Nixon, of course, had a famous uh, dog in his administration. And, and uh, so I assume that it's been a tradition in your house as well. Yeah, well, Nixon's dog's name was King Timahoe. But Nixon was actually made another dog very famous back in 1952, well before either one of us were born there. And it was a famous checker speech. Anybody who listens to your radio station might know the history of that. But he was a young United States senator from California, and, uh, the Republican nominee for President General Eisenhower, tapped Nixon to be his running mate. And then Nixon got caught up in a political scandal about what was alleged to be a secret campaign fund that he used for himself. Nixon denied any wrongdoing, and he did something very unusual, and something that had never been done before. He used the new medium of television to speak to the country because there was pressure from the Republican political establishment to get Nixon off the ticket because they didn't want to blow what looked like for sure uh, a Republican victory. It would be the first time since 1928 that a Republican had been elected president, and they had the perfect candidate in General Eisenhower. Uh, anyway, long the short of it was Nixon was left there on his own. Politics is a rough business. Believe me, I've learned how tough it can be and how when trouble comes, everybody runs for the hills. And that was what Nixon faced. But he went on national television, black and white TV back then, and, and it was a historic television appearance because it had never been done before in American politics. Uh, and Nixon spoke directly to the people and talked about why he didn't do anything wrong and that he pretty much laid out his financial circumstances and he had his wife Pat Nixon sitting next to him and he came to this famous part where there was a gift that we did take it was a dog black and white spotted and we named a, and we named her Checkers and I'm going to tell you something he says my our two little girls love her and I'll tell you something else we're not going to give her back and it's been called the Checkers speech and incidentally our dog uh, Snickers kind of looks a little bit like uh, Checkers because she's she's black and white and and has some spots as well. Former Illinois Governor Ron Blagojevich is with us today. Uh, do you have any plans for this specific Christmas season? Uh, you're going to travel, visit any family, or anything along those lines? Well, we're going to stay close to home, home sweet home as far as I'm concerned. It's my third Christmas home since I missed eight of them when I was sheltering and when I was in exile. And uh, when you go through something like that and you've been away from home for so long, home is everything and uh being with your family at home is everything so we're not going to travel anywhere we're going to be here and and we have we're going to do the best we can to, to enjoy the best time of year and I, i've always believed that the christmas season is the best time of year and i i think it's important uh 
for those of us who believe in God and who believe, uh, who, you know, who observe the Christian faith to remember that Christmas is a lot more than just gift giving and Christmas lights and Christmas music and snow. It's about Jesus and the birth of the son of God and what Jesus it means and what Jesus was and what Jesus continues to be and how he was born to provide a new way for the world and a beacon of hope to those of us who are sinners. And uh, I just know from my own life experience how important my belief in God and my belief in Jesus has always been to me. And, and I've said this to you before, uh, Mayor, that you know when I was away all those years and I had the chance to read the Bible every day in ways I never had read it before, and I've formed a habit which I still follow, and that is reading the Bible. But I make it a point to at least every Sunday morning get up and spend a couple of hours in my little library in my house and just read it like I used to read it in prison. And and it is not only inspirational to me, it doesn't it not only strengthens my faith, um, it not only gives me more hope and more purpose, it's just another reminder to me that there really truly is a I believe a divine presence in the world and from time to time God will intervene and he will act on behalf of people to move things around I mean in this world that we live in it's a world filled with you know a lot of bad but I think a lot more good and the Bible is very clear about the struggle in this world of good versus evil and I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that that is in fact how the world is and that the forces of good are strengthened by those of us who find inspiration and strength in our faith in God. And and so what I try to do during the Christmas season, now that I'm home, my daughters are grown because my older one's 26 and the younger one is 19. And our older one, even though she's spending more time at home now because of our new puppy, she doesn't live here anymore. Um, but I, what, I'm, what I try to do with them, and it's, a, it's interesting because kids, you'll find when your little boys get a little bit older there, they, they have minds of their own. And so they're not always, you have to listen to you as attentively attentively as they did when they were, you know, three, four, five, six, seven years old. And so me trying to get my daughters, you know, reminding them of what Christmas truly is about, and that is the birth of Jesus. It's not hard to do, but to get them to really appreciate the inspiration in the, that I've been able to draw from my faith, uh, that that is a work in progress. They, they're both, you know, believers in God, and follow our Christian beliefs, but they're, they're not, they're sort of where I was back then when I was their age. Does that make sense, Mayor? Oh yeah. I think everybody has a little bit of a prodigal experience. How that ultimately works out uh, is of course different for each person, but yeah, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I'm sure many people who have uh, children in their teens and twenties uh, can very much relate to what you're saying without you having to say Every bit of it. Yeah, see, I'm trying to convince them that, the you know, if they're looking for evidence of the existence of God, all they got to do is take a look at their father, who is now home. Because I came home on a miracle. Now, I, 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 I'll never stop t- saying that I was persecuted for politics by corrupt prosecutors. But having said all of that, I was where I was and condemned to be there till May of 2024. And somehow... You know, through this unlikely convergence of events, Donald Trump and I develop a bit of a relationship on a TV show that I never watched, but that I had to be on because of my circumstances because I wasn't 
in a position to earn any income to help support my family. And so I had this chance to do that show, Celebrity Apprentice. He fired me correctly. And who would have thought years later, all those years later, after we've been disappointed by what is a corrupt, sometimes corrupt criminal justice system, and sometimes the courts rigged the game. After all of that, that Donald Trump would be the guy that would reach in to rescue me, a Democrat governor, the first one to endorse Obama. And Trump would do something like that that didn't help him at all. And I'd come home. Donald Trump was was uh, the instrument of God. It had to be. And so, you know, I try to convince my daughters that miracles do happen from time to time in the world. And miracles are not can't be explained by science. They can't be explained by, uh, you know, reason. It's something that comes from, you know, faith. And the Bible really has helped me get a better understanding of how the world works and how faith works. And so that's my challenge to do a better job of trying to get my daughters to have a better appreciation of that uh, and a deeper appreciation of that. And so that's one of the things I really try to work on during the Christmas holidays. And so um, as we get closer to Christmas and things slow down and they're here, um, you know, I'll spend some time with them and compel them to have to listen and be a captive audience, which they'll do. Not without complaint, if you know what I'm saying. Man. <laughs> yeah, I can I can appreciate that uh, for sure. But that's all right. They have their First Amendment right, I suppose. Um, I I wonder as you think and, and pray during this season and during all seasons of life, what is the future holding for you? Because I, of course, who can predict the future? But at the same time, you have to continue to earn a, a living as best as you can. I know you're still doing some cameo videos. Has there been any other developments in that regard? Well, I do different, I, I, I do the consulting work for some companies and uh, from time to time I get hired to give speeches. In fact, I'm going to give one on Friday. Where I was are you? hired by uh, a, a business to, to, to give a talk actually on the eve of uh, Christmas. So I do that and uh, I do the cameos. I think we talked about that where people hire me to send out shout outs and greetings and those are heartwarming and nice and I still do those. Um, and we're working on a couple of projects which I'm really excited about. One in particular is uh, a documentary film and we've, we've got, we have a team together and uh, we have a, uh, we have some people who are going to finance it and we're just in the process now of finalizing who the director is going to be and uh, the producers. And I'm going to play a role on the creative end and I'll, I'll have a role in the documentary, but I'll be the, at best, I'll be the best supporting actor. Well, I don't know if I'll be the best one, but I'll be a supporting actor. The, the idea is that the story will be, we're going to tell the story of this miracle. In other words, how did I come home? And it'll be how the things that were done largely through my wife, Patty, to get the attention of President Trump, to try to get him to to see what our circumstance was and take a look at our situation and try to convince him to send me home. And it's, a, it's that story that was so impossible, really, that we would like to tell in a, in a documentary. And so Patty, um, my wife Patty, will be the leading actress in the whole project. It'll be all about how she, what she did to hold our family together. I mean, she was the first lady of Illinois, and then suddenly calamity comes in. And everything is dramatically changed in our lives. 
And she, through her strength, resilience, her knowledge, her intelligence, her toughness, I never realized how tough my wife was until this crushing adversity came into our lives. I never even thought about her being particularly strong. But the way that she was able to raise our daughters by herself as a single mother, build her business the way she did by herself, keep us in our home because we have a mortgage to play. I think I'm the only guy in Illinois politics, Mayor, who didn't get rich in the business, right? Priscar Governor was born with a, you know, with a, with all of that wealth, billions of dollars worth of wealth. The Madigan family got rich on the backs of the people of Illinois. I did, and so Patty had to struggle to keep us in our home, and she did it. And then uh, I was gone all those years, and we had that all those staggering disappointments through the court system. My kids would come and visit Patty Wood from time to time, and so the story is going to be about how she was able to. Hold it all together. And the best thing she did wasn't bringing me home. The best thing she did was raise our daughters. And our daughters are good, honest, kind, blameless little girls. They're not little anymore. I, they, I still see them as little girls. Um, and they both are, you know, they, she's done great raising our daughters. And they're both, you know, one graduated from Northwestern, a great school. She's now getting a master's degree to become a social worker because she has this real need to want to help people, I think, because of the experience that our family went through. And then our younger daughter is a sophomore at, at, at the University of Chicago, which is a very good school. And, you know, incidentally, these are two schools that, that I couldn't get into out of high school. You know, I, I applied to them out of high school on a Monday. I got rejected on a Tuesday. My daughters are able to go to those schools. They take after their mother. So anyway, the, the documentary that we're going to work on is going to be about that story, how she got us, got me home. But more than that, how she kept the family together and raised her kids all by herself. I hope it can be inspirational to other people across the country, particularly women and moms, and particularly single moms, who are the everyday heroes that we don't write books about or they don't name streets after. But every single day they get up and they do their best take care of everybody and they put themselves last and you know patty sort of patty epitomizes that but she's like millions of moms across america who are doing that every single day without the benefit of a documentary but i think if we do this the right way i think it could be helpful to other women and families who are going through hard times and how it is that you defy the odds to keep things together can i say one more thing about that mayor oh certainly well so when i was arrested on the uh, 9th of december 2008 um, within a couple of days, Las Vegas has taken us. And they're actually betting on, on our circumstance. And they're betting, the betting came in at nine to one that Patty was going to leave, that she was she would never stay. And generally, as a matter of statistical fact, that if a man's in prison for better than four years or more, there's a better than 90% chance that she doesn't stay. And it's understandable. You live a life when you've experienced what we've experienced and, and thousands of other people have experienced too, the incarceration and the separation and the real life uh, challenges that women who are left behind and families that are left behind have. And then he's gone, he's stuck and he's far away for a long, long time. It's really understandable why only better than nine out of 10 cases that she moves on. But Patty even defied that, you know, I did just about eight years. And not only did she stay, not only did she heroically raise our daughters, keep us in our home, she got me home. 
you have a lot of listeners who are people of faith and and I would uh, just tell them that when the hard times come, never give up, never give in and uh, seek God, live always in faith, hope and love and run with patient endurance the race that's set before you. And if you have that kind of faith and that kind of belief, you can get through anything. So I'm blessed and fortunate. I'm home. I feel like I've been given a new beginning. I believe it's the hand of God. I believe in miracles because I'm home because of a miracle. And in this season of love and giving and the celebration of Jesus Christ's birth, this is the time to remind ourselves that miracles can't happen and that there's a lot more good in the world than there is bad. Amen, Governor. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Merry Christmas, Mayor. See you later.